Hallelujah. I'm messing with you this morning, Shane. <laughs> I usually wear the, the neck mic. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, man. Do we serve a good God? And He's not a bad God. He's a good God. Um, there's a couple things I'd like to say before we go into the, the sermon. Um, it's been brought to my attention with respect to the food bank, and if you've seen it on Facebook or anything like that, um, Abbotsford in particular, but I know it's not just Abbotsford. I've seen notices from a, a um, Surrey as well, but Abbotsford, um, because that's our jurisdiction, um, they actually had to go, and I believe it's in the neighborhood of $20,000 that they had to go to put food on their shelves this last week or two. So we are gathering things, and we are going to honor the food bank, uh, I believe it's the first Sunday in December. But if I can ask you, as your pastor, if you have extra food, go by the food bank and donate, even if it's just one um, like pallet of tomato juice or uh, tomato soup, which is my favorite soup, by the way. Um, but even if it's just one, if you've got five dollars, if you've got a buck fifty, and you can literally take and buy just one, if I could ask you to to look beyond yourself and say, God. And, and, go, and, and maybe you go to a place and they got a sale. God loves sales. And so do I. Um, Dollarama. There are some places that have some... Um, they are in desperate need. So um, we are going to do things here. And we are collecting things. But I would ask you, if you can... And you've got time, a few minutes on your uh, extra, that you just take a few extra minutes, grab an extra one, two cans, something, and, and take it to the food bank. Um, we are serving our community, and they are serving our community amazingly, and uh, we support them. Hallelujah. Also, does everybody remember I Pray? This was given to me this morning because somebody had found a couple other people that they wanted to pray for. They, they came across them this week, and they said, Pastor David, um, here, we want to give this to you. And the, the one individual had a mastectomy and is going for chemo, and so there was a direct contact that they had just through what they've seen um, Pastor Winona going through. And they felt it was a God-initiated encounter. Um, does anybody remember who you're praying for with your one for two? Amen? Why don't we pray for them right now? Amen? Heavenly Father, I see these two names on this page, Lord, but also, Lord, I know the ones that are represented here. Lord, we pray that your kingdom would be established, that seed would be sown. But, Lord, also I'm asking for a harvest. 
Lord, I'm asking for souls that would come. Lord, it says, look to the fields that are ripe for the harvest. Lord, the harvest is ready. So give us the ability, Lord, as we pray for those, Lord, also that you would give us wisdom on how to share your good news. And Lord, that we would be able to see salvations and souls come into the kingdom, that we would be, be able to disciple them to be disciples of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, I had a funny thing happen to me this morning. Um, I had pain shoot through my back about right here. And I don't have a back issue. And it was like a sheet just went right from one side to the next. And I thought, that's odd. So I said, Lord, um, if it's me, heal because if it's me, I want to be healed. But is there anybody here that has any back pain? And, and it's shooting across almost like a knife or a sheet, just right across. If, if you could stand, you can just stay where you are, but we're going to believe God. Because I, I think he gave this to me. I've been asking him for things. I've not, I'm not asking him for ailments. But sometimes I need direction. And so he gave it to me in a split second. And I said, thank you, God, that I don't have to have it the rest of the day. But um, I want to pray for you. Can you stretch forth your hands? We're going to exercise faith. Lord, we pray for Sister Elizabeth. Lord, for Maria, for Sheila. Lord, we declare and release your healing. And Lord, I believe that you showed me this morning and you just said that you want to touch people today. Lord, and you are a God that does things immediately. You can do things even before we ask or think. You are already moving in towards that direction. So Lord, we thank you. We release that. And I declare healing now in your precious name. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, by the way, Dr. Brown, um, we have a seed that we are sowing into Strength and Wisdom Ministries of $15,000 U.S. So thank you. Give each other a hand. Amen. And I want to I give you a few thoughts regarding seed this morning, and then I want to spend a few minutes in Isaiah 40. I believe in giving. I believe in giving. And at Solid Rock, we will not apologize for talking about money. Because I want to see each one of you blessed beyond what you can handle. We talk about health. We talk about salvation. We talk about peace. And the moment you get to money... People start to freak out. Oh, thank you, son. Yes, I will get to that, but thank you. But the moment we get to money, a hush rushes through the crowd. But I want to show you some scriptures. You know, there's chapters in the Bible that talk about money. We quote John 3.16 and there's many passages about salvation, but we, we quote John 3.16, but there's verses in the Bible that talk about giving. And the reason why we give 
And, and so I want to show you just a few of them. I got a few of them that I'd like you to go to. So if you turn in your Bibles quickly, because I, I, this is something, I'll be honest with you, I have seen it in my life work. And I've seen it in a number of other people's lives, many other people that are close to me, and I have seen God come through. So if you go in chapter 9 of 2 Corinthians, I want to read a few verses. And the whole chapter, chapter 9, in fact, before chapter 9 starts, there's a first a few verses in chapter 8 talking about giving. And in chapter 9, verse 6, he says, The point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. In Galatians, it says, God is not mocked. Do not, be, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, he reaps. Whatever. So sowing isn't just money. I've seen people sow friendships. And it's amazing that people that show themselves friendly have a lot of friends. I've seen people who show mercy and they receive. But this chapter is actually talking about money. You can say amen if you'd like, but that's what it, it is. The point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has made up his mind. It's not something I determine, it is something each one of us determines. And I believe in fiscal responsibility. I also believe in stewardship. And everything that I have is God's. Everything I've got is God's. I had my hot water tank go on me yesterday. And I said, God, <laughs> you got to help me fix it. It's not fixed yet. But it's His. says, each one must give as he's made up his mind, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And then listen to this. And God is able to make all grace abound to you. And he's talking about grace in the context of giving. He's talking about grace in the context of dollar signs. Not just salvation, but our grace affects every area of our life. If it affects one area, it affects every area. And he says, and God's able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. All things at all times, you may abound in every good work. As it's written, and then he quotes from Psalms 112. So giving is found in the Psalms. He's distributed freely. He is given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. There connects some righteousness connects with giving. He who supplies, and then listen to this. I find this amazing. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing. Who here would like to give more, but you honestly say, I'm not sure I can because financially I've got constraints. It's called a budget. Okay? I understand a budget. 
I usually find too much month and not enough money. But I'm seeing here that it says that he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing. And I see that in a couple ways. I believe God can increase the amount of finances that you want to give. And I also believe that as we give, God can multiply that as we receive it as a body. This is scripture. This isn't David saying this. God says he can multiply your seed. Anybody, anybody a candidate for that? Hallelujah. I'm a candidate. I like multiplication, especially with dollar signs. I'll be honest with you. I like it. It's a whole lot more fun than division. I learned math in school. But it says he, and, and who's the one that supplies the seed? God is. So God is actually giving you the seed that he wants you to sow. He says he, he supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. I, I'm amazed that righteousness is also connected with our giving. There's an aspect of righteousness that is connected with the ability to give. And it says that he will multiply your, your seed and it will increase the harvest of your righteousness. And what does righteousness mean? It means right standing with God. That's the very simple explanation. Then it says, you will be enriched in every way, this is verse 11, for all your generosity through us, which through us will produce thanksgiving. Huh. He knew about October the 11th in Canada, which will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. So I want to encourage you this morning. Um, we are very generous at Solid Rock. And when I say we, that's all of us. When I look out, there's people that give, people that give their time, people that have said, what can you do? I have people that come early in the morning before Sunday starts, the service starts, and we have somebody that comes and vacuums this facility every week, doesn't charge anything, shows up. So what can I do? I have somebody that comes Sunday morning before we're all here, um, except for myself, and he will come, and he will open up, and he checks all the doors, checks the heat. There's somebody that stays when everybody's gone and locks up and makes sure the building's secure. I don't do that. There's people here, and what they're doing is they're sowing seed, and they are generous with their time. The, the youth, the people that work with the youth, Charlene and others, my children, they are generous with their time. I believe in generosity, and I want to thank you for your generosity. But it also says, Paul, Paul talks about stirring up the gift that's in you. And there's some of us here that have an actual gift of giving. And if you study the scriptures, you'll find out that that is one of the motivational gifts. Some of you, this might just go right by you. That's fine. But there's some of you here that have a passion to give. And I want to just stir that gift up 
in you this morning. I want to stir it up, and I want to encourage you that the gift also, it overflows in thanksgiving to God. I want to give you another verse. If you can continue in the Bible and turn to Philippians, a few pages over, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, or Gepsi. Right, Sheila? You remember that? Gepsi? When I taught, uh, Pastor Winona and myself taught Sheila and Chan and Monique and uh, Michael and uh, Mooney and Lisa, and we, we had a new believers, and one of the things I did, me being me, said, we've well, got to memorize the books of the Bible. And one of the ways I always remembered after Corinthians was Gepsi, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. So if you turn to Philippians 4, Paul is writing to the Philippian church. And again, this is about giving. And if you started in verse about 10, uh, and you read that the last batch of that chapter, he's talking about giving, and he, he, he goes to 14. Yes, it was kind of you to share my trouble. And you Philippians yourselves know that, I, that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. Even in Thessalonica... You sent me help for my needs once and again. So he's, he's thanking them. And then I, I just, my motive to get you to, to encourage you and, and to get you to see the, the abundance of God, I'm not asking you to give so that my pockets will be lined. That's not what I'm asking. I'm asking you and I'm encouraging you and I'm trying to stir up the gift that is latent in some of us and is alive in some of us and is stirring in some of us. I want to stir that up. Why? Because when you give, you get a blessing. I find it amazing. Verse 17 of chapter 4 of Philippians. He says, Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. Hmm. Increase. Anybody here would like an increase into your credit account with God? One of the ways, there's a few ways, one of the ways is by giving to His work. Paul says, I'm not asking for the gift for me, he says, but when I'm asking what I'm actually wanted, I want to see the fruit in your lives. I am excited when I hear businesses making substantial profit. I like that. When I worked for my dad, I worked hard that he would get a profit as an employee. And I'll tell you a few reasons why. One is because it was a godly company. Two, I was honoring my boss, who happened to be my father. And thirdly, I'll be honest with you, if I make the company that I work for successful, the chance that I might get a bonus increases. Come on. If they have zero, they're not going to give me anything. But if they have surplus, there's a chance. And I pray to God that he speaks to my boss's ear and says, bless David this month. There's a chance that you will actually be blessed with a bonus if you work hard and the company you work for gets a bonus. And all the employees said amen, and all the employers said okay. God is interested in every detail of our life. Every detail. 
It says, Jesus came, he says, he became poor so that we could become rich. And when you look at those terms, those are terms. It's, it's not just poor. He, he didn't come become poor just for, he became poor. He left the luxuries. He left the pleasure. He left the expanse, the abundance, the ultimate beauty of heaven. And he came to live with us. And, and the riches we have isn't just salvation. His disciples came to him and says, we've given up everything we have. And he says, yeah, you're going to receive in this life more and in the life to come so i want to encourage you we are a generous people and i appreciate your generosity and what i'm trying to do this morning as i share and there's a few other verses i'm going to share um not on this subject but i wanted to just um dr brown comes he comes once a year and we do a seed offering, and there's other offerings that we've done throughout the year. This, what we're doing with, with the food bank, that's giving. That is pouring seed into something. My goodness, I'm asking God, when I give one of these, I'm asking him to multiply it like the fish that fed 5,000. Come on. I heard of a, an evangelist just recently that did an outreach in the inner city in Philadelphia, and I've, I've been watching him a little bit, and he had bags to give to everybody that came to the outreach. And they had it for four or five nights, and the, every night they gave out bags. And this guy, he didn't say, you received a bag last night, you don't get one today. I mean, that's what I would have told him, but he didn't. He, he, just, he says, no, we're just giving out bags. And the last day, they had literally 180 plus or minus bags left. He says, and we had people, and there was more people there than 180, and they started giving away bags. He says, and it was amazing. He says, we didn't count it. He says, but we had enough bags, so when the last person came through the line, the last person got the last bag. He says, he says and there was more than 180 This looks like thick and rich four cheese hunts pasta sauce in your hands. But in God's hands, it's multiplied. So we can make it practical. When we give, we're not just giving money. Although I see it in the scripture. And we come and, and at Solid Rock, we ask for money a lot. I'll be honest with you, we do. Special speakers come. We want to bless them better than just an honorarium. The special speakers come. We want to show them the good things that God has, the blessings it has. And I am expecting and asking God that when we give, when you give, you will receive a blessing from God. I mean, if you plant a seed... I don't know about you, but I expect it to grow. And this, the principle of seed and sowing that Paul is talking about, he connects it with sowing and reaping. It says in um, Isaiah, it says, when God, he, he causes the water to rain and the plants to go, he says, and his word does not return unto him void. It accomplishes the thing that he sets it to do. 
So just like we will preach overcoming territory, strength. We will preach about salvation. We'll preach about souls. I want to encourage you that God is a very economic God. He's a God of surplus. He's not a God of waste. He's a God of abundance. And he doesn't waste. So when they had all the fish and all the people fed, they had, they had more left over than they started with. <laughs> and they gave it to the food bank in that local area. Literally. They did. And we believe God for healing. Man, I believe God for healing. I'm going after it. But I want to encourage you. The Word of God also talks about finances. And when God blesses you, it's so that you can be a blessing. And when we understand that process, what happens is he looks and he says, there's a pipe that just keeps flowing and he keeps giving. And, and don't think your boss is the only one that can bless you. I used to work full-time for my dad and I would not be able to take days off to go to conferences with Pastor Nelson. He'd ask me, David, can you come? And I didn't feel I could take time off because I felt like my paycheck would be less and we wouldn't have enough to live on. And so I'd, I would take my holiday time with my family, but extra time I found very hard to take off. Then, seven years ago, I suffered an aneurysm. And when I recovered... I did something that I would never advise somebody to do. I quit my job. And I came full-time into the office of the church. And since then, I have laughed about money more than I've cried about it. And what is funny was I used to work for a living and I couldn't do things because I was working, working, working. I quit work. And my mindset changed. I, I'm starting to think about abundance when I don't, have my, I don't have an income to supply it, and yet I'm expecting it to happen. And when I worked, I expected, oh, I have to work this many hours in order to do this. And then I quit my job, and God has supplied our needs. And I'm expecting more. And if you plant seeds, expect a harvest. There are some people here that have planted amazing seeds, and you are going to see some amazing, amazing harvests because people have planted amazing seeds. There's a verse in Proverbs 11. If you could turn to Proverbs 11. Giving is not just in the New Testament. In fact, tithe comes from the Abrahamic covenant, not from the law, from Abraham, which was before the law. But in Proverbs 11, I want to read you a couple verses. Verse um, 24. One gives freely, <laughs> yet grows all the richer. God's economy and God's math is different than E.F. Hutton or T. Boone's Pickens or uh, the guy that does mad money, Jim Cramer. Uh, God's economic plan says, one gives freely, yet grows all the richer. In today's world, that does not make sense. 
If you talk to a financial advisor and you say, I want to give. Now, they do believe in giving and they, they encourage charitable giving. But this is talking about one gives freely. Yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. Have you ever seen that or experienced that? It's funny. Whoever brings blessing, verse 25, will be enriched. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched. Whatever you bring blessing in, whether you bless somebody with a greeting, whether you bless somebody with a smile, whether you bless somebody with a handshake, whether you bless somebody with a Pentecostal handshake, however you, I, I, I believe in Pentecostal handshakes. I've given them and I've received them. But however you bless, whoever brings blessing will be enriched. Anybody here likes to be enriched? Bring the blessing. And one who waters will himself be watered. This Sunday, I just wanted to share a few thoughts about giving. We are generous people. But don't put a limit on what God can do. Don't put a limit on what God can do. I think there's another passage where he actually says, I believe it's in Malachi, and there he's talking about our tithes, and he says, prove me. And that's one of the only passages you'll find in the Bible where God says, prove me. And what he's saying is, try me. Try me. Try me. Have you ever told your child, just try me? Yeah, you're thinking negative things there. No. Have you ever told your child, do this and you'll be rewarded? And your child is hesitant and you're saying, trust me. Just trust me. Don't you? And, 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 and you're looking at your child and you're going, don't you think that I want to bless you? That's kind of in the same thought that God is saying when he says, prove me. So I, I, I'm not trying to lay a heavy. I want to encourage you. And I, I want to see each one of you blessed. I am sick and tired of seeing God's people having a rough time. I'm sick and tired of seeing God's people suffering a broken vehicle, not being able to fix it. I'm sick and tired of seeing God's people going through stuff that they shouldn't be going through. I'm sick and tired of seeing the enemy having victory when we are the ones that should have the victory. I'm sick and tired of the enemy throwing diseases and things happening and we don't understand why and instead of going after the pursuit of seeing the miracle, we stay in and, and wallow in the misery of what happens. I am not staying there. I'm going after what God has. I'm going after it in the spiritual realm. I'm going after it in the healing realm. I'm going after it in the realm of souls and harvest. I'm going after it in the realm of finances. And I want to encourage you, God, he's a big, big God. And I'm not saying this for my benefit. I'm saying this for your benefit because I would love to see every single one of you, every single one of you that can hear my voice, 
I would love to see you come Sunday and say, I have more than enough. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine walking into a church facility and the whole church says, we have more than enough? I don't think that happens in Canada. I grew up, I grew up not being told that. But I see the scriptures, my God's a God of more than enough. And he says he's able. And he says if you freely water and you freely give, you're going to be blessed. He says he who waters himself will be watered. You take those principles and you apply that principle. He who does something himself will receive the benefit. In Ephesians it says, and I think it's in Ephesians 6, 8, it talks about what you make happen for someone else, God makes happen for you. So, I want to. I want to. I want to see you excel, and I want to see you excel financially. Anybody here ever lost sleep because the end of the month is coming, and the paycheck says, or the the bank says, there's not enough in my bank account. Anybody here ever lost sleep? I'm, I'm serious. I, I. Okay. Do you think God wants you to? To have that? Do you think God wants you to live like that? Can we be honest? I don't think he does. And I see principles in his word that say that when we give, he gives. And as Dr. Brown says, it's not about giving to get. It's getting to give. It's giving to get. And, and sometimes we get so worked up about, well, I'm giving to get or am I getting to give? And it's a matter of just get into that flow. Just get into that flow. And I don't care whereabouts you step in on that flow. I really don't care. If you get into that cycle where I'm giving, I'm getting, I'm giving, and you start, God will. God will. God will. God will. He honors his word. Do you receive that? Um, I'm not going to preach any other stuff. Um, yes, we have CDs here. Last Sunday, Dr. Brown preached, and I'd been talking with him a number of times before he came, and he kept telling me, David, I'm full. I'm full. I'm full. I got so much. And he... We did a, had an amazing time in the Strength Conference, and we have CDs available from that whole conference for $40, which is a good deal. If you've missed it, you want to receive that. But he also, on Sunday, I believe Sunday morning, he gave a prophetic word to our church. And you may not have recognized it because you maybe haven't been talking with him, but I've been talking with him for months as we've been preparing, and I make a phone call, and we've sent text messages back and forth, and, and I had a number of conversations, and he always was saying, David, I'm full. I'm getting so much. I'm getting so much. He started Sunday, and it was like God just opened up the tap, and he just came. I, I, I don't know if you recognize that, but I did, 
And that might be just because of my conversations with him. But he came out, and, and uh, I listened to it this morning, the first 10 minutes, and he was prophetic, and he was speaking. He said something over you, Sean, and I want to affirm that. Opportunity. You have put in the time. He talked about the midnight oil. He talked about the sacrifices that you made, and he says, I identify with that. And then he says, opportunity. I want to agree with that word over you. You have done, you have said, I, this is the passion, this is my desire, and you've paid the price. And I believe God's going to give you amazing opportunity. And so I agree with that. He spoke over Kanisha about the anointing that God had on her, but also into her child. And um, he just spoke a powerful word, and he started in Isaiah 40. And we're working on looking at, do we get a couple banners made? Do we put some slides up? Do we give people a devotional that they can see, uh, um, similar to when Pastor Winona made the pamphlet on healing? We're trying to figure out how we can take Isaiah 40 and break it down so that we can make some declarations. Um, but we want to give this to every one of you here, and uh, what we, every household, every... So if there's a husband and wife, we'll give it to the husband or the wife, but not both of you. Um, we'll let you guys fight over it. Um, and there is marriage counseling available. Pastor Daniel and Brenda aren't here, but book an appointment. Um, but uh, if the ushers, if you could come forward. And we want to, uh, to pass this out to every household. And I believe it was a strategic, timely word. And uh, so I want to encourage you to uh, take the time. It's approximately, I think a CD can handle 70 plus or minus minutes, so it's less than 70 minutes. Um, Joshua worked on it so that it would fit on one CD. Um, it is online as well, but we wanted to give this to you so you could take it with you in your vehicle. And I, I want to encourage you to, re to hear this passage and to read the chapter. I mean, he started reading in Isaiah 40, and, and he goes, your warfare is ended. Yeah. Isaiah 40, I think it's verse 2. He says, cry out to Jerusalem, your warfare is ended. He says, and, and your iniquities are pardoned, and what, what you've had for your sins, I'm going to give you double. And, and he's talking about restoration. He's talking about how God does things. And he just started, like, powerfully, powerfully, um, and so I want to, we, we talked about this and we want to give that to you. Amen. Do you receive this morning? I want to see every family, every individual here blessed beyond what you can imagine. And I don't care if you're 21 years old and you've got your license and can drive or if you're six years old and you're learning things. I believe God can bless you no matter what age you are. And I believe I showed you very simply some scriptural principles financially on how you can succeed. And Pastor Daniel, I've asked him to do a whole series in the territory of finances because Pastor Daniel has a gift from God. And I've asked him to do that. 
because I'm interested in seeing Solid Rock's people blessed crazy. I'm interested in seeing you blessed crazy. I know people that donated, fun, uh, pledged money years ago for something that was more than a year's salary. And in three months, they had the pledge taken care of and they had more than enough for themselves. That's, and I'm not going to apologize for asking God to bless you. So if you can't handle the blessing, figure it out. Who here would like a blessing? Hallelujah. Lord, I just ask that you would bless. God, that you would bless everyone for your glory. Not for my glory, not for their glory, for your glory. So that we would abound with thanksgivings to God. Lord, I ask for a release this week on finances. Lord, on pending deals, pending offers, things that have been in the balance for a while. Lord, I'm asking for a release supernaturally that it will be a blessing. Lord, I'm asking that we would understand and see from the scriptures the principles of giving, of sowing, of seeding, of, of sowing and reaping. Lord, that we would see how your word does not come back to you void. Lord, I ask for just supernatural blessings. Lord, that the windows of heaven would open and you would have a blessing poured out that we would not be able to contain it. Lord, I ask for some hilarious blessings. Funny, funny blessings. Mm. Bless everyone here, God. I thank you for the generosity in this house. I ask God that it would increase for your glory and for their benefit. And Lord, if I've spoken your word incorrectly, I ask for no emails, but I ask for your email to give it to me. Lord, that I would know your word and that I would share it truthfully and honestly. We thank you, God. I, Lord, just give us an amazing week. Bless us. Would your ch blessings chase us down? In your name, amen. God bless you. Next Sunday, Pastor Winona and I and Pastor Daniel and Pastor Brenda will not be here. We are going to be resting in Euculate. So um, I appreciate your prayers. We will see you couple weeks from now but next week pastor nelson will be sharing let's bless him next week amen god bless you have a great week